0: Wind running behind them, he needs rumours, think about it, takes the lead narrowly, think about it from Cylinder, private eye, I wish I win, think about it in front, from I wish I win, think about it, think about it, won the Everest.
1: Welcome to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate, I'm your host Scoot, I'm joined in studio with Johnny Walter, he looks fresh, looks up and about, he's gone simply red, Air Jordan.
2: I haven't had a shower for five days, how um, do I look fresh mate, what are you talking about, having a shave? haven't shaved my nose hairs.
1: You've just been on the phone to Optus. I haven't had
2: breakfast. Internet working. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe because I've got internet for the last eight hours that I feel fresh.
1: Super loop. Super loops the go. Super Lube. Yeah, Super Lube. That might suit you. Oh, Super Lube. Well, you suit. said Super Lube because you you're suit- holding a tube
2: of, <laughs> <laughs> or something. I'm like, oh, mate, Lube wouldn't help me the last five days. I've never threatened more people in my life I could I could have been in. And no, we won't even say that because it's serious stuff that overseas stuff horrible.
1: Well, if anyone works for an internet company... um. Give us a buzz and uh, we can sort Walty out. But uh, DK, you're back to sunny
3: Melbourne uh, after a little stint in the Gold Coast, a little bit of a freshen up. It's Good freshen up. Yeah, no, it was good, Scoot. No, it was good freshen up. As I said, I didn't get first night fever. I quite liked the first night and blew up the set, blew up Everest day. And of course, that had to be the worst set of results you've ever seen for 20 years on a fucking Caulfield Guineas day. So that was good. But um, anyway, freshen up. uh, Just checking my
2: phone log here, Scoot, just... can you can oh. see DK on there, mate? Hang on, mate. Not can you see DK on there? Brush. Sorry, I got a lot of phone calls since last Friday. Most of them to Optus, but
1: he, he brushed me too. But I was too busy anyway. I went to the Tim Zoo fight on Sunday. Oh, well,
2: so I brushed that too for the family. You brushed that too. I brushed that for the you didn't family. Want to go? No, your man, your man that you've been upsetting on Twitter offered me um, some seats there, and I I had to side with the sister.
1: All yeah, right. Anyway, it was a, it was a great little setup there. Boxing it was on fire last week. Uh, the Goldie Nico. Uh, it was pretty bleak there uh, last Saturday at Caulfield. Uh Coonji Day, a bit better?
4: Yeah, yesterday we bounced back, but uh was a, was a tough day, wasn't it, on Saturday? It didn't shoot straight at all. A lot of people thought it it probably would, but um, you know, there's always a, another race, isn't there, DK? So you just uh, pull the socks back up, mouth gutter back in, and you go back out there, don't you? So uh, Wednesday we got a bit back, and uh, Saturday we go again. Quick one, uh, militarised going forward, a couple of people in... Chat groups have um, asked us to go
1: through it quickly. I, I wouldn't sack him off last week's uh, run. I'm sort of more excited to back him in the Cox plate. Walt?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely not sacking him. It's going to be an interesting race. Like, crikey, they're all, every horse in the race has got a different angle. You've Mr. Brightside going to have to bounce back it, coming off a bit of a bounce back sort of run to. Mm. Uh, Militarised fangirl up in trip, alligator blood off a lot of hard racing, uh, gold trip, will it show up? Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's got a lot of angles to it, plus the overseas, also Romantic Warrior, will it bounce back? It's just, yeah, I can't see it being a great betting race personally, but mm. it's going to be a, a, a good uh, yeah watching spectacle main event. Amelia's jewel, she,
1: uh, was she just exposed or looks like an issue to my eye and uh, off a of feed the way i look at the punting form stuff it looks like she's gone terribly late usually she savages the line and uh
4: clearly a miss what did you boys think in melbourne yeah i thought you know just at a key stage there when damien lane really hit the go button she laid in about three or four horses so that's never a sign that a horse is going that well and um yeah she just clearly wasn't at her best uh, a bit disappointing given you know it was a day where probably a lot of us were involved on her but um i don't think that's a reflection of her ability and I think there still is a chance she heads to the Golden no, Eagle. Oh, it's just come through. Oh, just come through, Nico.
3: Yeah. Um. This morning's report she's breathing fire, ate up again overnight and was bloody strong in her work. She's breathing fire, Confirmed Golden Eagle, d lane a ride. Hmm. Confirmation, final confirmation next Tuesday. So she sounds like she's uh, bounced back.
2: Timmy was in the room with her, whatever, and Lane was like, I don't know, he was in shock. He was like, I, I just was the winner. He was like, I don't I know followed, what happened.
3: Followed attrition and hmm. it was just like a few hours on the day. They just fucking... The track party, was, just weird. was up. It was,
2: yeah. Chew, it was weird.
3: It was weird. It was like it was there's weird. a
2: couple of lanes that were like quicksand or something. It just, the, 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 just, just didn't make sense what happened in a few of the races.
1: The wind though, Nico. Like you were there, Nico.
4: What, what factor was the wind? Oh, it was definitely a factor. And I think it's going to be a factor again on Saturday. And it was, wasn't like it was just one direction for the whole day. I'm pretty sure it was kind of um, changing direction throughout the day. So um definitely a factor but a few of those horses yeah like stepadi at the run of the race yeah. couldn't finish off amelia's jewel followed attrition and antino followed her and they're one two, and she's nowhere to be seen like yeah it was a tough day and of attrition results, and
3: i'm wasn't... like god th- what he said three wide the trip on a brutal 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 tempo still managed to kick back and beat antino like just weird set of results it's so whatever it's just eh, it made, me, made me remember the um i mean caulfield when i always worked at caulfield they always ran straight i was always running straight and yesterday Order returned, didn't it? Ran straight. Ran straight again. It's always, and when you're bookies, they would do their arse at Caulfield and get the Melbourne Cup Carnival and get it all back and win more, you know. And um, even like oh, late 80s, there was a bookie. Remember Mark Baylis I don't know if you remember him too. Mark Baylis remember that story? Mark Bayliss? So the, you know, bad, there was a bad set of results right through, you know, Turnbull and Flemington and all that. So he's he's gone over his cast. He went over to the, um, drove out of Williamstown to try and get some cash. The staff went to the races. No cash here. No, no one to give it to him. Stop! parked parked the park the car on the west gate. Oh no! And fucking off he went. That day at the races, that was the day Aberridi won two hundred to one. That was the biggest. From then on in the carnivals, the biggest set of results you've oh, ever Jesus. seen. So poor old Mark Bailey. there was a it was the staff there waiting for him. Uh, race one. Where's Mark? I run sign? But uh, oh, yeah, Jesus, but that was the day Aberridi won. That was, it. Was the biggest set of results, and uh, he didn't make it back. But anyway, Mark Bailey. Awful story that one. Uh, the Everest uh, was
1: interesting. Uh, the early money for In Secret was probably a little bit unlucky. She does a monster run. I wish I win. Interesting that he's just gone straight to the paddock. It's a bit sad that you don't get to see. I guess a horse of that caliber. Maybe there's some underlying issues. But think about it. Uh, yeah, and Private. Oh, that was sensational as well, Walt.
2: Yeah, it's weird. it's that, that even the win like it's just he just annoys you because he just lobs in the perfect spot every time. You you kind of want to take him on. Nash had a bit of cover for him. Everything worked out absolutely perfect for him. But he's, you, you sort of watch it even clearly. He's just super strong on the line. He's just a great competitor. And I don't think I wish I win would have gone past him if they went another lap. He's uh, he's just a real pro. And uh, Private just a very similar horse, but just doesn't seem to get the runs that that, that horse has got. But when they've won, what is he, 11 from 12? you got to say it's not a coincidence. The horse is just really adaptable. And and clip it and do his credit can't ride a winner at Bong Bong, but he rides that horse like George Moore every time he sits on it. So, you know, and yeah, Zach did a good job. It was a good race. The only horse that was really disappointing in the whole race was probably the leader Overpass, who who had control like everyone thought he'd get and and sort of spat the bit. But um, he the jury was out on him. Just everyone was confused. Every other horse, pretty much, there was a bit of interference back in the pack, but it only hurt the backward placings. Didn't they weren't going to be in the finish. So another. Yeah, it was a good race.
1: An interesting question um, from a couple of DMs. What do you do after a bit of a blackout or a strip out? Obviously, uh, you said that you check seek, and that motivates you to to dig in and do the form a little bit better. And uh, you'll do anything but uh, go back into the real world for uh, punting DK. What do you do, Walt, after a uh, a bad strip out Saturday? I just my- ring
2: my I ring my nephew, who just was telling me how he wants to uh, go and fight for Israel in the Israeli army. And <laughs> if he doesn't do that, he wants to join the uh, French Foreign Legion. So uh, that peps me straight back up into, <laughs> into sitting down in front of a computer for the next 80 hours straight if I have to because um, I, I like to fight with war against well, getting on or trying to back a winner. They're my wars that I like to uh, to fight. now I, I don't know. It, just, it, it never stops now so I don't even – You're back on
1: to Sunday already, I mean, no, you? Yeah. just
2: never stop. You don't get a chance and, yeah, like I these sort of days are, are, are so easy to overcommit to but – like Nico and, and DK certainly they're not they're not easy days, you know. So like I I, I, I to me, it's more about occupying myself and staying out of a lot of these races that are tempting to bet into, like the Everest, um, that just don't look betting races. So patience, it's, it's, it's yeah. I think working on patience and and having less blackouts is the best way to have to worry about <laughs> picking your marks.
1: What about you, Nico? After a uh, dog of a day, is there? Do you? What do you do? T- movie with the missus, how, how do you tune out or how do you re-
4: reset? Yeah, well that's, that's what it was Saturday night. Watched um 21 Jump Street actually, so usually just something like that just to take your mind off the game and then back into you, it the next did day. Did you pick
2: that movie, Nico? Yeah, it's a good
4: movie. <laughs> I don't imagine any of you have ever seen it. It's probably a bit up after your time, but yeah, something like that. And then like Walt said, it's not like it's it ever stops, you know, back into the form on Sunday and review Monday, all that kind of thing. It's just... uh Staying in the grind, but um, it's never easy after a strip out, that's for sure.
2: My half-sister's a multi-huge Channing Tatum fan, right, tying in with 21 Jump Street. When you've got enough money, what you do is you're going on an American holiday, you hire out Channing Tatum's house for like a month or something. She stayed in just so that she could sleep in every room that he'd slept. Oh, my God, that's when you're at a different level. That is very. There are no strip outs when you're at that level.
1: That's very strange. Mm. I've got no idea what 21 Jump Street is.
3: DK, what do you do? go okay, for a job oh that's after you know, i used to go for big walks after after you know that's just single a single bad results and then a, then a sustained run i think I even do what i did in the weekend get away for a couple because I, I lie in bed and replay it over and over and then also i've already got the next day's bets planned out so that then that takes over and you think, well, how's it going to win what's going to beat it it's just constant churn in your mind and then after you know you've got strip and then you sort of got to steel yourself to get back up and blast in again or i think if you just get away from the head noise and just clear the head and you know, and it's like my last few, you know, I can have a run there. It's if I get beat, sort of kept some cracking bets and they got beaten by first starters, well, mm. you know, you haven't done anything wrong, you know. So I think it's the way you lose as well, you know. That's, that's the half most the key, important
2: isn't it? Thing. it? Making mistakes, you're entitled to be angry with yourself and get angry. If, if things are out of your control, go the wrong way, you you've really, yeah, you can't beat yourself up over it, can you?
3: That's it. You say, oh, fuck it. Was a, I've lost. And I'm filthy. I've lost. And it was a great chance to win a heap of money. But, you know, so, yeah, you but know, when you make a mistake and said, geez, I've, I made that blue again two months ago. I've just done it again there. I fall into the same scenario. That's when you, yeah, that's if you constantly do that, then you've got some issues. But, uh, no, a walk or a little freshen up, Scoot?
1: Yeah, I see. I saw Kingsley sort of do the same thing. He goes out for, you know, try does as much exercise as possible. And I know Fletch, Fletch is big into boxing as well. So for me, I love golf, um, trying to play tennis, went to the boxing on Sunday, hung out with Dad, and then just tried to just not bet, not think about it. But then, as Nico said, back into the tapes on Monday, try and figure out what went wrong with a bit of a clear ahead, and um, tried to find more hidden runs and, and different horses that I sort of wanted to follow. Uh, going forward and just try and rule a line and, yeah, not hang yourself up on um, you know a bad day or things that were sort of out of your control, which maybe the wind had a lot of factor. But um, trying to stay fresh, even golf once a week. I know if I play golf once a week, I, I tend to be hungrier when I get back to sitting down and doing the form for, for Wednesdays through to that Saturday, that big uh, peak period. But um, trying to stay fresh is a, uh, a big element. And I think uh, patience, as Walt said, sort of hit the nail on the head. But uh, you need to put the mouth guard in and you need to keep cracking on because I think that's probably the only, Difference between, I guess, the uh, the recreational punters and the pro punters. Pros just absorb and mentally uh, handle the loss better, and they stick to their guns and they just can ride out the um, the bad runs and the bad patches. So, hopefully, there's a couple of tips and uh, a couple of strategies uh, to help you guys back there. Interesting one. Uh, some news during the week. Uh, or oh, there's a, an EV car tax that had been uh, rolled back in the High Court, which may open up some precedents for uh, POC tax to be rolled back. So. Pardon me. I think there's um, there'll be a few bookmakers um, starting to uh, chat to their legal teams. Might take a uh, a pretty sizable or a, you know a class action with multiple bookies. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how many are interested in fighting it and uh, whether they've got uh, grounds to um, to make any dent into the pot tax because this would be huge for for bookies and punters. So a big watch that space. I think more will roll out the next Probably week or so. Probably
2: Mr. PRAs. Are Behind it. JVs. They don't realise that they're destroying their own business. Well. And so it's, I understand, like, it has to be the bookies attack them. And we had a quick chat about it. Like, big giants can absorb it at the moment. Mm. So they're better off waiting for all for the others to be starved out. You know, one little legislation change with the, all these hundred little pop-ups and they're gone overnight. All of a sudden there's four giants left. Then maybe they might attack the POC and uh, see what happens. But... um it's not really in the best interest of the big guys to do it. PRAs are on side with it. Little guys don't care because they're all hiding under the radar. So at the moment, we're just going to keep – we're the ones paying the tax. They're not, to, mm. be, to be fair.
1: It's an interesting one. I, I think that we could probably rally around something like this and help help sort of launch a class action. I'd be staggered if we couldn't raise maybe half a million in legal fees, but this could blow out to triple that. The, as a putter? The reckon punters between... Then, okay,
2: the punters, then the, they roll the POC tax on back on the uh, corporates. Do they pass it back on to us?
1: It's got it's got to make a big difference. It's been well, the biggest... It
2: yeah, but it, this is, say, well it's probably, I don't know, it's probably moved the markets from, you know, 118 to 122 or something like that. But even if we got this re- reversed or relaxed, I think that the one thing we should be trying to help fight is probably Betfair, bet fair, to be honest, and someone like Tristan to have a, a middle ground where they can grow like a different, a more tiered system, something like that makes more sense. I, yeah, I, I think fighting POC from a punter's perspective, you're up against it because you need to get the bookie on side with you to to relax or to be more competitive. You know, ideally, what we want is a competitive market space on price. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that's you know, all. Totally and that's that's and Betfair probably relax having their commission dropped is our best angle to do that. Yeah, um, because then everyone's sort of forced to be more competitive, aren't they?
1: Well, I'd be surprised if Betfair's legal team aren't sort of looking at it seriously, and I think they'd be able to rally a fair bit of support with um, some of these up and coming bookmakers because it's going to be their biggest um, uh, hard- hardest hardest thing that they have to overcome in terms of growth. So, and I mean, like
2: when I was down there, we were saying that they're about se- about seventy percent of their every dollar they earn as a exchange mm. is gone in POC before they pay. Wages or anything.
1: Well, Tristan's so, not that far crippling. behind it as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, but Tristan's he, just in, a, in limbo, isn't he? Like he's, he actually can't grow. He has He's forced to regress and restrict people that he doesn't really want to. He's the ultimate um, sign from our perspective that there's something wrong with the whole system because how can that be? How can a bookmaker that wants to be price competitive and grow and bet everybody, you know, re- realistic, like, whatever you want to call them, by, uh, limits, well, that's uh, th- not be able to?
1: It's just, it's just it's staggering that we've got, you know, 80 bookmakers that are all rolling out this online uh, model now from the track, and the crystal ball is a business like Top Sport, so it's all well and good to stand under the 3rd year but once you get too big, um, you're actually going to be Top Sport. So.
2: Well, you can cheat and open up one next door and one next door and one next door like a few have, but again, that'll be easily... Knocked on the head if they uh, open their eyes, but um
1: I did see that. Uh, there was a, yeah, it was a tweet from uh, I think a, a bit of talk from Luke Crane, and Andrew Cicello, basically saying that um, Bet Bet Deluxe and Bet Nation ban you at one place and then put up the prices at the other one, so you can't access the prices and then once the market's stable they put their second label up which is probably happening not just on um, harness racing or dogs or it's on horse racing it's probably happening
2: everywhere which so that's a raw on a rot to be well, fair because well, they're doing, they're not opening up two different bookmaking shops for diversity in their product it's the same product it's just to manage one tax to clients yeah. so that's a double shafting to be fair they they're probably not paying what they should to the the authorities and and then they're using it to handle clients in a in a Poor
1: if you've got two fashion. brands, you should have to bet double the bet minimum bet limits without a doubt. Of course you should. Yeah. So that's another one for uh, Power Eland to uh, sort out. Big uh, show today. We've got uh, Donny Eagle Farm. He's uh, doing a bit of a postal vote. He, we don't have his video, but uh, he sent a tip through anyway. We've got the Million uh, the Dollar Five Diamonds prelude with uh, Walty at Ramwick. Uh, Caulfield's got really small fields. You can obviously see that... Uh, Last couple of weeks are starting to uh, knock the depth out of some of these fields. Looks like a tricky day despite small fields. The cup looks like an absolute beauty, though. We've got the assaulter from Malta back from a spell. He's going to launch headfirst in the Caulfield Cup. His own choice here, so he's uh, never scared, never runs away from a uh, tough race, old as. And then uh, good to see the map bouncing back over in Morfittville. Everyone had got a little bit of a giggle out of, of that. Fort. Showed That, that, turn, that of turn of, of foot oh, exploded at 2,500. And uh, I think I'm just going to hijack someone else's race today. So um, I'm going to come over the top of uh, someone's race here and try and uh, give the kiss of death to something. Raff attack was a beauty. Uh, just uh, out in front and out of uh, trouble. Poor old uh, Tom Tom Kitten.
2: I smashed myself. Got j I had no internet at home, right? <laughs> so I've had, I had 37 live doubles into Tom Kitten. I'm sitting there with my sister and I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, remain calm. I'm watching it on Channel 7, no... Uh, no sound, and I'm just watching it, watching it, watching it, watching it. And then I've just cracked myself in the head with my phone as they've crossed the line. And my sister's like, What the fuck was that? That's not normal behavior, John. <laughs> and then I'm like, And then I had to sort of explain myself. But it was, yeah, it was rather than launch the phone, you know, amongst the patrons, I thought that was the best option just to give myself a nice little uppercut. But yeah, what a ray. Well, isn't that horse just been ever since I started calling the poor thing Tom Melbourne? Yeah. He's turned into Tom Melbourne.
1: It was interesting. And mm. JMac was uh, was sort of in a bit of a mood last Saturday. It was uh, I think it was Ivan's hero, the horse uh, that he was on, and he was hell bent on trying to keep Gaza Blanket into a bit of a pocket as well. So he um, he. he if you go through that replay someone actually sent us an email through and i put it through to you boys what do you guys have any thoughts down in melbourne or did you, did you even have a look at what i was sort of saying with the ivans here and trying to steer or, or keep that gaza blanker in a pocket and he was actually two horses away so there's a horse in between Maxx. hippo so was in
2: between hippo
1: yeah. was in between and no surprise probably to walt he says it all the time but I was surprised that there wasn't any reprimand or there wasn't any action taken from the New South Wales stewards. Did you guys have a look at it?
4: Yeah, I had a look at it. Just probably competitive riding, I would have thought. But um yeah, maybe if it happens again, you could look into it. But I thought probably Saturday competitive riding on both those
2: rides. There was never a run for Gaza Blanca. That was kind of the key to the whole thing and, and J Mac just sort of made sure there wasn't. But yeah, like from a punter's perspective, as long as they're consistent and they, you know, ride that competitively all the time, I can't see anything wrong with it.
1: Mm. All right, The uh, before we uh, touch on the first race at Caulfield, Bob is back on uh, all Group 1 races in Melbourne. So Top Sport are going to up limits. limit. So that's uh, Top Fluck or Best Tote. They bet to win 5000 So if you take a uh, fixed price and then it drifts, um, you'll get paid out above the 5000 So that's great news. So if uh, you like one, you don't have to uh, sit and fish out the market. You can just uh, push through a bet to odds to win $5,000 on the fixed price at the time. They'll accept the bet and then um, fingers crossed it drifts or uh, you get like a a little bit of a tote popper or, or something there. So make sure you get around topsport.com.au and uh, have a crack at that one. So it looks like they're upping their limits on uh, all their group races and uh, all the big races throughout the spring. So a little bit of uh sign of hope there from uh, the boys at Top Sport. So they're um, going to have a bit of a dip and hopefully prove that uh, upping the limits uh, will result in uh, upping turnover. So it's uh, finally, it's probably the first uh, glimmer of hope and light that we've seen Quite some time. So, uh, between that and the POC tax change, hopefully uh, there's something in the mix for us. Race one's the first one we're going to have a look at at Corfield. It's the uh, Lamaros Hotel Plate. Handicap, it's over 1400 metres. Brave Mead's the favourite at Top Sport, $2.50. The Instructor, three eighty, dollars 80 $4.20. Reprisal, $11. Kadinsky Abstract, 11 Magic Mogul, 18 Uh Coliano is $20. Brave Mead's the replay we're going
4: to have a look at. Nico, tell us why you like it. Yeah, this was at the Valley. Started even money favourite. <laughs> Probably some people thought he probably should have won, but um, I just don't think he's had great setups these first two runs this campaign. He's run barriers six of six twice at Rooney Valley. Here the four runners inside him all kicked up underneath him, left him sort of working wide. Mark Zara came back, took a sit, and the horse who probably just had the better run, Maharaba to his inside, just comes home and beats him. Um Gets a much different setup on Saturday. Gets Barry number one. Zara stays aboard. He actually doesn't jump too poorly, this horse. He just doesn't have a lot of early speed to sort of muster and kick up and lead over 1,200 meters. So I think he had to 14 with two gay bots that are probably going to look to lead. I think he can probably box seat from that draw. You go back and look through his form. Um, He started eight bucks in the size uh, against militarized, Don Corleone, V8. Um, So that form sort of stacking up, isn't it? So, I think he's definitely a horse with a lot of talent and he just hasn't had a right set up first first two runs to really do anything from the draws. You have to be a little bit forgiving if you're like me and on last up, but I just think you assess him on this race on Saturday, um, barrier one, 1,400 meters, probably just needs a gap and he could uh, explode late. So I thought he was probably a horse on the day where if you were looking to sort of bank on one that should get a gap and um, be hard to beat, I thought he was probably it, so uh, sticking with him, brave mead, and I think Saturday's absolute D-Day, and that's that's where I want to find him third up. So, uh, MZ to get the job done in race one.
1: Ooh, Rose Reed's job there, barrier one, and then you got yeah. Timmy Clark and Hippo with a bit of bloody...
2: Well, the other horse that's got a bit of speed oh. that won first up is probably the horse that's more likely to box him in, though. To, what is it? The... Uh, it's got blinkers off. Would it run for one first up anyway? I do, uh, another mate does a top sport top two thing and it's like, mobile. "What's the best top two horse that he can put into the Caulfield Cup?" And I, I went brave Mead as well, so I'm with Nico. I, you know, the two Sydney horses are not. I think they're a little chinky. Bit chinky? Well, they they are. I think. And um, yeah, I don't know how the instructor won that race the other day. Sort of got to take it on face value. Ran decent enough time and everything. But yeah, D Day hundred percent for brave Mead and he only needs even luck. Surely he can get out from behind the leader at some point 1400 meters
1: mm. BZ uh spoke to us yesterday and he thinks that they're all going to get off the fence and mm. <laughs> the inside could chop right out he he uh yeah he, he did a f- an extensive walk and showed me some films and
2: um did the films have anything to do with the walk
1: yeah oh that's good yeah he's so he's looks, a full man BZ, then. he's a cha- he's a changed man so uh I think uh the gap will come but yeah it could be uh could be a little bit scary for a couple of moments but um Definitely a good way to start the day. Caulfield Race 6 is the next one. It's a cafe Sprint. Sorry, Spacewalk $2.70. Uh, Lofty Strike $3.10. $6.00. General Boat, $8.50. Generation 9. Dual 11. And Indian Pacific is $21.00. Horse you like here. Gee,
4: you're forgiving, Nico. Generation. I just think he finds his right setup. This is in a much tougher race here in the... Uh the blue and green, I thought he was given none in this race. I don't know. Watching the replay, I think I thought he had the worst run. He's building into the race here. He's obviously the worst horse in the race, and he just has no chance of actually showing anything he's got. For the two, he's the eighth quickest of the race. To the post, he's fifth fastest. It's a horse that doesn't really have a big dash. This was the blinkers going on for the first time on him. Um... I think he's actually racing quite well. I think he could have made a fair case he could have finished alongside the Inferno. First up, I thought he was pretty good against Azfora and Midwest. He was the second quickest for the two. Probably just peaked on his run late drops in the weight goes back from weight for age back down to 54 kilos um the blinkers went on last start i think they did fire him up and he just couldn't really show what he had under the race shape and just a few class horses running away from him late gets craig williams going aboard i think he'll be a really good rider for this horse he's a great rider on horses that um you know you need to get a fair bit out of don't you dk he probably has to give him a really good ride here but midwest dual indian pacific they're going to set up a good tempo and i I think he just might be there at the right time. So, um, you know, you look back through his form, he was a good run first up, sort of last campaign in the Rubiton. Um, you look back at this race last year, he started $3.80 against Tazfora. He's really good at Caulfield. And I think this 1,000-meter race just could suit him. Lofty Strike doesn't really seem like he's here to play first up off his jump outs. And the big danger Spacewalk, who you probably could also back if you're looking to play that way. It was a big winner first up in uh, Sydney at Warwick Farm, but... um. He has been a little bit costly, Spacewalk, and does get a bit of a negative jockey change. But uh, I thought Generation at $9 just might find a perfect setup here and just looked uh, one that could definitely be hit in the frame.
2: More with him again, I love it. Uh, 100% first to, two. I think Spacewalk's clearly the horse to beat, but obviously it's 7-4, whereas the other horse is 8-1. to one. I, I agree. Love you, Nico.
4: Yeah, just like there's, there's not much in their data either. Like you look through punting form, Generation's got a lot of big numbers on punning form. I think he's just running races where he's just probably a little bit class, like the Moyer, but he hasn't found a race like this for a while. And Spacewalk... He's coming through an okay race, a bit cold crusher, but extremely lucky he was in that event. I think if Generation lobbed in that race, he probably would have been, you know, doing similar things. So Spacewalk's definitely the big danger. And then just sort of looking outside the rest, you're thinking uh, they're a bit of a... set up the race
2: suits, Spacewalk doesn't, if they carve each other and small field, turn a foot, that's the only, like, 53. That's why it's scary. It just suits that horse. It's got a 200-meter dash, and and it might just grab Generation because, like you say, he's only got a... He's more of a grinder with gears, so... but he he'll, I'd rather be on it at $8 or $9 and and 7 or 4 the the flashy horse. Oh, I can't believe there's
4: not eight runners like
2: group 2 crazy, race not. and
4: we'd, we don't even have eight runners but um G would be the easiest place bet ever if there was eight but he's going to run top 2 I suppose it's probably not a bad price to find out nearly four bucks top 2 but um yeah, I thought it just set up really well for generation space or big danger. And I think Lofty Strike will start closer to 4 or $5 on the day. That I just can't see anyone being with
2: him. Um, he's lot of he's not a 1,000-meter horse, is he, like, either? No, it's just he's, he's a, just not.
4: He's a high-pressure horse. Um And yeah, going to the Goodwood at the end of last prep, he had a long campaign. Maybe there's just not a lot left in the tank there, and he's got to give all these weight. Like, he's got 59. The rest of the field's got 54 or 53. So... Uh, I think he'd be a big drifter on the day. Nico's
1: telegram 25 bucks a week, and if you just need some clarity, make sure you get his mounting yard mail. And so three to five minutes before each race, you can uh, figure out who's paraded well, who's gone to pieces, who's a free sweater, and who's uh, absolutely going to... Um you
2: need it. You need it this time of year when there's not much between these horses. You can't breathe really it.
1: You need it. Nice little launch there yesterday. Got the chocolates with uh, shock Em over. So he's uh, seeing them well late, Nico. It's just this early stuff that's uh, tricky a couple of days out. So if you want to lo- wait till all the cards are on the table, uh, make sure you get Nico's service there. He's uh, he's had a week in the paddock. He's feeling fresh and he's uh, going to dive straight to the Caulfield Cup. Azza,
0: you're back, Star Patrol. Our Patrol, yeah, that was good. Good win, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good too. Good to that get was our three lifetimes ago as
2: well, mate. Star Patrol, two weeks, that's three lifetimes. The last time we seen him. I know, but it's like, mate, I'm surprised he remembered it.
1: Yeah. All good. How are we, boys? Well, we're great. And we've only got you this week. Next week,
0: you're heading down to Geelong Cup. Are you taking DK for the day out? I think we'll be uh, having a few more laughs. Well, there would be a lot of laughs on that trip, so I'm not sure DK might take it a bit serious. I'm going down oh. uh, with the shark. Uh and a few other crews, our our Mail with Mayo hunting group. So uh we'll be heading down there for uh we're at the Audi Marquee. So uh
1: hopefully we don't get bashed. Yeah, uh, it's a good day at the Geelong Cup. DK, you got any Geelong Cup stories?
3: No, no, no. Just that it's probably third on the most feral list.
1: Behind Maui
3: <laughs> Mowee. well Maui's a Maui's clearly out in front and just trying to post a second one. I'll come up with it soon. But yeah, but Cranbourne, there you go. Cranbourne, Cranbourne, yeah,
2: Cranbourne's pretty, anyway. Cranbourne Trials is pretty feral. I don't just see Cup
3: Day. Yeah, I've never been, so I'm
2: I'm
0: looking looking forward to it, actually. It'll be something different, something to do. It is outstanding. The white
4: suits, they get around at Geelong. white suits. White suits, white
0: (laughs) shoes. No socks, white shoes, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Never trust a bloke in in white pants, Nico. Never Live, live and die by that.
2: I've been to one Geelong Cup. Went with Anthony, the tennis player. We unloaded on Tricker Light one of Mick Kit's horses. I don't know how long ago it was. And mate, I, he he didn't have money to get the car back on the barge to get home. <laughs> Remember, we we, we definitely left we left every dollar there. <laughs> I'm never going back to Geelong.
1: No, it's definitely one for the uh, one. It's good footy end of footy trip sort of scenario type thing. You, you have a good time there. You, know? you do have a good time. I've been to a couple and absolutely love them. That's probably the one. That's one thing I miss about Melbourne is going to Geelong Cup Day. But it's hard to recover because then it's just uh, springs on uh, from then on
4: in. Caulfield will you Cup be doing is- the yard,
1: Nico, from down there?
4: Yeah, I'll be there. It's a massive week next week with the Geelong Cup and then uh, Friday night, Saturday, Cox Plate. So um, that, I think it's nearly the biggest Brutal. week in racing that We'll week, come and say so day, mate. Will do.
1: Into the uh, Audi marquee. All right. Caulfield Cup race nine, let's go. Group one, 2,400 metre race, gold trips finally. Yes, no, yes, no. He's definitely in the race for now. Five dollar favorite seems like a lot of pressure from maybe the Australian bloodstock. Reading between the lines, sounds like Kieran isn't really excited he's, about He's
4: still not fully committed. Like no they're way, still waiting to see the track and the weather. Like I'd say, he's still a chance not to run. Like he's probably more likely than not, but there there could be a chance he still comes out. So that could change the market drastically, given his favorite. Yeah, flip of the
1: coin, I reckon. I think it's spot on, Nico. Uh, Westwind blows his second favourite, $6.50. Solcom 6 Without a fight, seven fifty. dollars Break up the Japanese horse, eight fifty. dollars Montefilia, $14. Who you male? $14. Francesco Guardi, 17 Valiant King, 17 Duke de Cesar, 26 Okita Sushi, $26. And then it starts to get
0: a pretty long tail outside of those. Isn't in a great race. I mean, you know, last year I think it was a pretty weak top. Everyone's like jumping on the bandwagon, make it wait for age. It's dead. Um, Sydney's killing it, so I think it's just great to see a handicap race thriving with great depth. So I think it's the race of the spring, to be honest. I think it's go. It's it's very very strong. Um, I think we need to just relax a bit. If if races are weak year on year, we're going to have that. Um, and the fact this year we've got some you know strong UK form, some strong Japanese form, which is just int- intriguing. Um, obviously last year's Melbourne Cup winner. Um, it's just a really, really fantastic race, um, really difficult to decipher. But, Compare um, this to the Metro yeah.
2: and the Metro. Like, this is the best Caulfield Cup. I can probably remember, like, as in angles wise and horses in form, like you say, a mix of UK, Japan, informed locals. Uh, and I didn't even see it coming. It was only until I sort of looked at the field yesterday. I'm like, holy crap, how good's this race? It's, uh, I agree
0: 100%. Well, the Metrop was barely a body group three. It was nothing. It was, it was and it was probably
2: worth more money. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But who cares? But it never is.
0: I think, you know, the Metrop's never been Caulfield Cup worthy in the oh. form never really no held idea. up through a Corfu Cup or Melbourne Cup. But um I'm just I'm just glad to see the Victorian classics are really thriving. I think well, the Cox plate does look a bit weaker this year. Um although the last seven days it does seem to be heating up a bit with sort of Fangal and Gold Trip and you know Militarise was huge last week, I thought in in that race and starting to become a bit of a believer in JW's theory there. So and of course the Romantic Warrior um, thing I mean, we could talk about next week, but um, but it
2: might—it's a bit yeah. like the Everest. You wouldn't say the Everest is a field of great sprinters, like that are going to stand the test of time. But it was a great race, and the cop's Plate's going to be similar. You just want angles, don't we? You Just want angle stories, and that's what we're getting in. And, and this is a similar, element, and then, but this is probably like you say they're just great horses in form that you can line up it. So it's it's all good racing to be fair.
1: Right, we're going to have a look at three replays: the Turnbull, the Underwood, and Hill Stakes. First up, Turnbull. Yeah, so uh, the Stakes. Turnbull,
0: the Turnbull. Here, obviously, everyone's seen Gold Trip, but. West Wind Blows was absolutely enormous here. Um, it keeps Jay Spencer, which isn't a good thing. Um, it was it was like four wide right round the circle. This is Sulcum coming up on the rail, who's well on the market as well. West Wind Blows should have died. And this last hundred here, he just starts powering away um, I think, from Sulcum and holding him on the line. I just think he's a step up in trip um is really gonna suit this horse. Um and also, second up in Australia, horses generally improve. Um, what's race we got here? Um, without a
2: fight and Sulcum coming Oh, this away. is the Underwoods.
0: Yep. So this is um, Sulcombe and without a fight. Oh, this is just intriguing without a fight. What do we do with this horse? Sheeps Bet told Friedmans, um <laughs> don't want to get run at the Turnbull. Um, Straightens the Caulfield Cup. Um, can Friedman do this with this horse? I know I did the QE2 double and that in, in the winter, but this is different. This is different. Uh, kettle of fish, this. Uh, you know, that's intriguing. I think it's a bit unders at the price. Who you uh, male here
2: in front? Which one? This is this Hill Stakes. You know? Who you male. Who you male. Oh, you mal yeah. Through okay. yeah. yeah. So,
0: interesting. Um, did Nash not make the weight or did he get rubbed out? No, he got rubbed out.
2: But, I, mean I, I think, honestly, for the best thing that could have happened for the horse and rider, there's no way in the world he would have been able to ride this 54. horse and no, be I didn't on the same think so. I
0: thought, I thought he was on thinking the weights were going to be raised and then um, he didn't. Look, Montefilia ran really well in the Caulfield Cup last year. It's important to remember. She was dynamic there, but I think she was just sort of cuddled for a, for a sprint home. I, I'm I'm not sure that's a form. Like she's a decent horse, but um I can't I can't catch her personally. Look, I think the race is uh, as I said, really intriguing. The Japanese horse is an intriguing runner. So I've got a bit of mail in terms of um, track work there. So Murder Glass came here, really rock hard fit because. It was trained at Northern Farm, which was quarantine approved, and this horse hasn't had that luxury. So they've had to try and get it fit at Werribee. Had a really good blow at track work on Tuesday. Looks like an absolute machine. Uh, I think I'm going to spec it for the Melbourne Cup, pre-Gorfield Cup. I can see it running a race here, but I'm just not sure um, fitness-wise they're going to get it there in time. Uh, Without a fight, uh, you know, sort of, been on this horse at 14 bucks it, it's it's pretty short now and, and can they do it i, I hope they can but um uh, and i think the other one which we haven't mentioned is valiant king so it's drawn one here 50 kilos uh he ran second at royal ascot by one desert hero i think it is good horse then got beat by vorbam the melbourne cup um uh, well fancy horse and it was really disappointing last start, but um, I know for a fact it had mucus. I know one of the part owners of his horse, um, Joseph O'Brien's really happy with it. They've got it up and going. Um, it's drawn one, so Spa just needs to follow Westwind Blows around, get a split, and with 50 kilos, I think it's right in it. Um, but for the sake of a tip in this race, um, I'm just going to go with Westwind Blows, think it's going to be up on speed. I think up on trip suits. Um, it's a place getter in the hard week, which, um, you know, having lived in the UK for quite a long time, that, that's a proper race, the hard week. That's, um, true way for age four. Um, and I just think, um, all that work you did there is going to get a lot better runs. Spencer can't really mess it up going forward. We've seen UK jockeys not being fantastic out here. Um, uh, and I just can't see it not being in the finish. So I just think at the price and each way bet, um, for the sake of a tip, West Wind Blows. Um, I also like Without a Fight and Valiant King. Can't tip them all. Um, if you like gold trip, go for it. I, I tried to find a value. Obviously, I just don't like backing horses giving such weight away and handicaps. Um, he has effectively won two races in Australia, being the Turn 1 in the Cup, both at Flemington, but also in those races, they went extraordinarily far. So in the Melbourne Cup, they went... Um, 27 lengths above and in the Turnbull they went 11 lengths above um, so I know he ran great in the Caulfield Cup last year and they didn't go as fast but still found a way to get beaten a tighter track so I'm just going to say weight maybe Flemington Horse uh, I'm not really worried about his feet I think he's dispelled those doubts but um, can he win sure that was an unbelievable win the turnbull but just not sort of the way I'd approach a race like this. I'd rather I'd rather take something that's getting the weight advantage. Um, so they're they're the three that um, uh, are my top three there.
4: Nico, any uh, thoughts of, about what As is saying or different angles? No, I'm, I'm pretty much aboard the the similar angle. Really, I thought Westwind blows. So I've got him top pick. Thought he was a great run in the Turnbull. DK, you sort of mentioned that you really liked his run in the Turnbull as well.
3: Yeah, it was extraordinary. As as I said. What First thing I saw, I said Froggy Hoonan along in front. And he had to work four wide. I mean, we know they do like room and that sort of those one pace, one pace. But he, the temerity he had to kick in that last furlong after the work he'd done early showed he's a top, top quality animal. Um, yeah, so he was. Yeah, you know, he's definitely. I can see why everyone's tuning in there because I mean, you'd be taken by the flashing light of Gold Trip, but uh, geez, he was. His, if you look at it some of the way we do. He was the runner of the race. The yeah, flashing yeah, the light just dialed
2: the real flashing light. Yeah, that, that's That's, that's right, what you mom. want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, if it wasn't a better run than Gold Trip, I'm a supermodel.
4: Yeah, I think that he's definitely right in playing. Uh, yeah, the, the horse hasn't mentioned Valiant King, like he ran second of all ban Ben's favourite and clear favourite for the Melbourne Cup. The former Desert Hero seems to be stacking up. Gets the Winkers on for the first time. Fits the profile. He's only won one race, but side sort of Gold Trip before he won a Melbourne Cup. So um, Winkers go on. Jamie Carr, fifty kilos. He he looks the horse that looks a bit deadly, and that the market could really have a good look at. So I think if you want to back Valiant King, I'd be backing him today or tomorrow before Saturday, because I think the. The form around him overseas and his ratings are actually quite good. And he gets into the race very light with a lot of ticks with Joseph O'Brien. So I reckon people could have a good look at him on Saturday and he might start closer to tens and twenties. But yeah, West Wing blows on top um, from probably Gold Trip, who's hard to knock. And um yeah, probably looking at breakup and without a fight, the other the other key chances. I don't think he'll probably I think it's a race who'll shoot pretty straight. You know, there's a lot of class there at the top. Um, so yeah, couldn't really see a real blowout, but um, Valiant King, you could probably label him that at seventeen dollars. I don't think he'll start that, so I'm probably backing him early, and then uh, maybe Westwind blows if I get very
3: involved. TK, yeah, well, Westwind blows and without a fight. Love love the fact that without a fight, it's basically come off that barrier troll in the Underwood. I mean, it's just you know just hoon and hoon into the line. It was a huge run, yeah. wasn't it?
4: Like right. well, quick late.
3: Yeah, yeah. So and he draws a barrier. This is the he draws a draws a gate. You Know so he can take and take a beautiful spot for once. Um, and Zara has a knack in these big races, so I uh, thought it um, gold trip trying to find the, the negatives for gold trip. I mean, the, the thing is, they've left it in the hands of the track manager. Um, I'm thinking he'll start, I'm thinking he'll start, uh, because I thought that that track had be upgraded yesterday. Well, I- you know, second, but Mars saying there's plenty of juice in the track at the end of the day. Now they're saying, the old Lee Friedman with Maccabi Diva back in the day, you know, we'll scratch her if the track's too firm, so they mm. go and water the track because it's favourite, it's favourite, you know, so they want the favourite to run. So, if the I don't know, Josh or something, Tim Barley doesn't need being told what to do, but say they want to make sure there's plenty of juice in the track anyway, so... I'll, um, I think if that track has held its rating yesterday, it's a good chance to hold the rating Saturday. You know, 23 degrees. I know tomorrow's a drying day. They're going to put on 10 mil. So I think it'd run. But um, gee, it is its best when it can get its toe in the ground, which it did at Flemington. But uh, anyway, I've, uh, I'm West Wind Blows and without a fight. Walty?
2: Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I'd say we can't really split them, to be honest, because the only worry is that West Wind Blows hasn't got up out of its box after that run. It was such a, you know, a run that could That's kill a right. brown dog. So. Um, if he bounces off that, I think he'll probably just about win. Um, Jamie Spencer on with Azra a little bit. He's dangerous for the horse, not for the for the other riders around him. And without a fight, it's the horse. The only horse I can see in the race that could just just let down and win. It's just a, a very scary horse that's going to hopefully find that spot. Same DK said, just you know, six, six, seventh, eighth, ninth, somewhere there. And I find it nearly impossible to see horses, even Gold Trippies. You know what? It, how good a proven horse he is running past. These horses, that they're going to probably be two or three lengths behind. Same goes for Sulkham. So West blows without a fight. Can't really split them. And Valiant King and Hu Yumao are my value as well. Hu Yumao just going to get a perfect run just off him. And just the rating, I'm not a big ratings man, but he he ran such a huge rating last start, even though Monophilia ran him down. He drops three and a half kilos off off what he met Monophilia there, down to the limit. Timmy knows the horse well and... um, yeah, he's a bit of the forgotten horse for mine. Well,
4: relative SPs, he has to be in the game. He started 13 bucks in the Melbourne Cup, v. Without a fight and gold trip, beside longer than him. So he's got to be looked at for sure, here you, Mel?
2: Yeah, and I think you'll get, like you say, like what Valiant Kim might firm up, they're both in that same range, aren't like they? $15, 18 So, yeah, they're my top four by a mile. And obviously, scared of a breakup probably is the one that I'm, I'm scared of just because these Japanese horses are such high quality animals. But uh, hearing what Aza said, it, that that may be enough to sway me on on uh, letting him go around without me just because you're not getting the 20s you are about Valiant King. You're only getting eight bucks or something like that. And
4: Yeah, Breakup yeah. break seems – he seems Melbourne Cup. Like his best recent runs in Japan have been over 3,000 metres. One was in the Tenno show, like great race, and then – um, he's run in their top races recently, but he doesn't give you the feel of a murder class that's come here and set for the Caulfield Cup. He's got a lot of his form and good forms over 32, so he could be with the, the flashing light for the Cup um, and after it, Saturday. That's his
2: angle there, right, which I think is another great angle. A horse from Japan coming here, having a run, leading into it, like he could be a machine. When it comes to Cup Day, he might get the right price before Saturday. So, uh, yeah, I like all the angles everyone's raced. I think we're all on a pretty similar page.
0: Mm. Nico, you're going to be blown away when you see this horse on Saturday. Breakup, he just just looks out unbelievable.
2: I think
1: that the breakup's probably more suited to the the, the 3200, and oh, I'm just worried that Damien Lane might neck him now because he wanted a wide gate. I just think he'll just put him in Cotton Bull and save him for the Melbourne Cup. I thought Western would blows so after I saw that Turnbull run. I thought, oh, this this horse just. Should win the Cox Plate, but then here they are in the twenty four hundred meter event. I think he's probably a better two thousand meter horse, just to my eye. Uh, I thought without a fight it was clearly the horse to beat. I thought Valiant King was the knockout uh, with only fifty kilos. Just looks ready to rumble that horse. Um, and then a lot of the other internationals, I thought they were just going to have pipe openers for um, for the Melbourne Cup. But yeah, it'd be a great result here if uh, without a fight can win. And a lot of people were just so excited about Sulcum uh, in the Underwood, but. Without a fight was clearly the, well. How can so beat West
2: Wind blows, number one? And then I, I agree with you. How can it beat without a fight if he's come on? And I d- I did message him this morning just to, to check how he was going. And he galloped to, um, as well as he ever has, uh, Tuesday or whenever it was. So all systems go for without a fight.
1: Enough the barrage. It was just great to hear Sam Freeman say well, as soon as they pop seven out of the marble, they said, oh, well, we're not going to go as further back this time and they should be uh, ready to go. And I just love that the, this horse has got the freshness in his legs as well. And uh, when you look at it, I don't know, I don't really take much notice of it, but the SP profilers, you know, they sort of get horned up about certain things. But the Melbourne Cup last year, this horse was $11 and around 11 or $13 to win a Melbourne Cup. So he's definitely got class. And he's just going to be ultra strong. Uh, at uh, the end of 2400, where there's just a couple of those horses that look suited, like Hoo Yamal and West Wind Blows. I just think without a fight, it's just going to go straight through that line a lot harder than a lot of those other ones. But um, I think you've always he can overcome over-
2: trouble too with his turn huh? of foot, can't he? Like even in Brisbane, oh. he was beating up camels, but he didn't get out until like 200 to go in that race. First up 1800 and smashed him, and then similar story. He just he can. He's got that electric turn of foot that not many of these types have got. And- He's definitely acclimatised now to Australian racing, isn't he? Like he's not the same horse he was 12 months ago.
1: Exactly. I also had a look at, which is a bit, bit crazy, but uh, I've never really taken, but I was just sort of flicking through markets. I think you thought you could get $51 the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double. I don't, can't remember the last horse who's done that. Was it my – what was the last horse to do the Melbourne Cup, Therial, Caulfield Therial Cup Therial double in the same was year? It? Was it Ethereum, was it? not DK? Been- so anyone with a better memory than me, Azza? Last horse to do
2: Corfe at Melbourne Cup double.
4: Yeah, it
1: was a serial, wasn't it? Was it? I Best can't see
2: another one. Yeah. yeah. He's now growing macadamias or something, is he? Or is that the other bloke? Mm. This, this
1: could, this, because I'm just trying to look for like the, the wait for the wait for age star that can just blow him away, maybe in the Caulfield Cup or a Cox plate. Because, uh, you know, you hear all the gold trips going to try and win the lot. And so, okay, well, if he's not going to win the lot, or who else can How sort of do the double? look
2: if he goes bang, bang, bang. If it goes, if it runs here and then he goes uh, without a fight back to a gold trip, wins the Cox plate or whatever. Well, without, be the best without, without ever.
0: a fight, he's going to the Melbourne Cup after the Caulfield Cup. They're not going to Cox plate. So if you, like if you like without a fight in the Caulfield Cup and you think it's going to be a dry track and you think potentially the distance isn't an issue, which it was last year, they're saying, um, a year later, then he's probably the you know, only one. Value King won't go to the Melbourne Cup too immature, even if it wins. That's what I'm told anyway. People can change their mind. Um, so maybe go maybe trip. without a fight would be one, but geez, it's hard to do these days when you think about break up improving from from Crawford Cup, maybe mm. breakups the one. If it happened to surprise, could be tomorrow. You'd be short in the Melbourne
4: Cup. Gold trip was a nose off doing it last year, doing the double. Nearly did it. Like uh, it might be just be the right time to do it again. Really,
2: looks like it because these look the Melbourne Cup horses, don't they? Sometimes you don't see that, and obviously there's there's uh, ever born or isn't coming in. There's a few others, but. These will look like they could uh, measure Keep up. Keep
1: going, exactly. And a lot of the Cox Place horses this year, I think that a lot of them are just going to be to yeah, the 2000 metre. One and, and done. Uh, yeah, yep. one and done, and that could be their go. So if you're trying to think outside of the square or trying to look for a hail mare result, uh, as I often sometimes And it do, doesn't
2: look much class coming from like other angles in no. the, uh, the Moody Valley Cups and things like that this year, I don't
1: think. No, there's not many up on coming, so I think uh, I think that's the one. Alright, so I think the boys have uh, hopefully helped uh, a couple of your trifecta players. I think we're all around the same sort of horses with a, a couple of sprukes on um, some ruffies or some horses sort of outside the market a little bit, so fingers crossed you uh, get a good result there. As are you're going to step into uh, Walt's backyard and go uh, to one of your old favourites here, and it's Randwick race number four, the top sport uh, handicap over uh, the benchmark 88 and Marquise is a favorite here two dollars and five mission phoenix 650 pia rosa 750 gantorian uh nine dollars promises kept 950 stroke like 950 and queen maker 12 and the horseshoe like here is promises kept
0: yeah i'll be interested to hear what the great man says uh, look i've obviously got a bit of a soft spot for this horse i think he's got a ton of ability he's like six wide there and the aussie key oh, this was first up over a mile um had 60 and a half this, this day. Um uh, he, he, really should have just spat it out here and given up. Um, I thought he just kept coming, um, uh, going in inside him there as Altivo's fancy this week, just outside him there as Renaissance woman who then went on one second up. I just think this form's okay. He's going to be up in trip, um, up to 2000, which will suit more. Um, a lot fitter. Um, I just think this horse is a lot. More talented than all these horses, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that what Kieran's doing is he's giving him a light spring, take him up to Sydney, get him going the other way of go, the other way of going, and potentially thinking about um, some nice horses in the order with him. He's, he's a big dumb fella. Uh, I think Kier, this is a real project to horse for Kieran. I'm 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 guessing here. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of speed. Mission Phoenix out wide. Um, I think Queenmaker might kick up with with. Um, I think it's got young Brock Ryan on it. Rachel King on spell set. I think it'll go forward. Um, so maybe am he just sort of, Marques gets a one-out, one-back, and he can sit behind it. Um, Rantwick suits, and I'm, I'm just specking. it. I just thought the $10 was a, was a nice little each-way play. And Marques is going well. Uh, you know, Pia Rossa, all these sort of Mission Phoenix forms is it any good? And all these forms at Rose Hill as well. So he's got to go to Rantwick. Um uh, just thought here yeah, at the at the price ten dollars. I just thought I like this horse's ability. I think if it's fit enough, it could get over a benchmark eighty eight. In, in an average meeting. So, i uh, really keen to hear what Wild thinks.
2: No, oh, I like the angle, and I like Collett and on, on this day, there's just no riders left in Sydney. So, um, these are the days he normally flexes a little bit, and everyone. Gets, you know, horny about him. They normally do it three or four times a year about Collett, don't they? He sort of flies under the radar. And then these days he goes and rides four winners and they go, where's he been? But um, he needs a good ride early, but it does have that draw. I love the King outside. So if he uses her up a bit to get across and then either slots in front of Marquis or or uh, behind it, like you say, he's, he's a couple of options there where he could get a nice run. And yeah, Marcus, four weeks between runs, not ideal. Uh, getting up in the weights, Junior Burger staying on it. I don't like any of those things. So stroke
1: yeah. of luck, one yeah. away.
2: You were you just like gen, like Jerking. stroking? You were stroking. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I show showing a bit of life, but it's just horses haven't been winning. I, I know we got a winner there yesterday, so I'd rather be with the Mar and horse. And the, I, yeah, and I love that first up run that you found too. I actually, hadn't done the race properly, but watching that, I can see everything you see, and I think it's a great great option.
4: Hmm. Any thoughts out of Melbourne? Progressive horse, promises kept. Um, might be looking for a little bit further, but can definitely see the angle that um, he's got enough talent to win a race like that.
3: Yeah, Benchmark eighty. I didn't even know he was in. So uh, something Thursday morning. And I haven't, I haven't even had a look at Sydney, but I just I know that horse and he's a quality horse. know they paid eight hundred thousand for him, and uh, seems well graded. In a benchmark eighty eight, second up after out to two thousand. So did double figures seem nice. Mm. And any money? Red alert.
2: I think there'll be money. There'll be a, a shiny head running down around the, uh, the tab to tab.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, he's got something left for the Geelong Cup. I'm waiting for the racing watch uh, pricing to to be put in my inbox on the Saturday morning before I get <laughs> yes. too confident.
2: Jesus Christ! It was, it'll be shorter than 9.50. Let's put it that way. Okay, I better unload
0: it. Knock
2: the price off early.
1: Beautiful. All right. Have uh, Have you spotted one for the the Geelong Cup or anything else in, around oh, the uh,
0: traps? I actually have. Yeah. Well. I'm well, I was all over Value King because if they missed a run in the cup, they were going to go there. Um, but actually, I thought Spanish Mission was a nice, sneaky run first up. Um, really liked it. it. I think they're going to the Geelong Cup. Um, so I'm sort of, yeah, look, looking at that. But, you know, just wait to see the noms and, and acceptances and everything. But there's one um, I could entertain. And you just don't know what's going to run in it. Is it going to be a B-grade race or an A-minus race going into the Cup? With the Caulfield Cup so strong, it's hard to think the Geelong Cup can be very strong, but um, we'll see. All right.
1: It's going to be uh, going to be an absolute corker. As it will uh, buy you beer in the Audi marquee. He'll just throw one over the fence, so if you can see him just pinned <laughs> off. Come and say hi. and uh, yeah, Come I'll, and say I'll, hi, and he'll, he'll I'll, throw your stubby. He'll, he'll
0: smuggle I'll, you. <laughs> I'll sneak me go in.
1: <laughs> outstanding it's going to be a, uh, a massive massive week of racing but uh thanks as and we won't see you next week but we'll see you the week after i, I would have thought darby done bring it on see you guys can't wait for it all right um it does it just heats up so there's another reason why you should get nico's uh, mounting yard you get uh what three or four licks of the ice cream next week with uh Mooney valley you, know, you get four i think there's, there's a lot of meetings and then you get all a cup week as well so um, you're basically robbing him if you get his mounting yard mail service over the next couple of weeks, Walt. Uh, we head to Sydney next,
2: and I'm cast already off the Melbourne preview. I'm going to regain some. You run out of. Out I might have one of these celery tablets. See if I can get through,
1: mate. They're great. Randwick race five. The uh, the neutral life celery uh, tablet benchmark seventy eight. <laughs> Precisely air, <laughs> mate. It helps your air um, flow through. <laughs> over 1200 Commemorative is the favorite here. Zach Lloyd, $1.95 favorite. Kazoo, $480. Overriding, $750. Rainbell, $8. Junquera, $850. Uh, Demiana is $14. Let's have a look at a couple of replays. Rain Beal is the first one. Well,
2: so this is the old Joe Pride special. Um, been running in races where it hasn't had a lot of luck, of harder races. Bit of timing about it blinkers on the old joe pride blinkers on i think he uh he had one and uh, we went a couple of days at hokkaido that we've been watching similar horse sort of been poking around doing enough but not winning and then the blinkers go on finds the right race and, and he gets the result so this is the the race that with a
1: baldy face he's beating who's the forward. horse in front
2: there magic time or something very Those good uh, yeah, it would be it'll be very short in this race, uh, much shorter than Cameraman, even who we're we watching here. This, oh, this is the is trial of overriding, so, in overriding in the is purple. back there in the the pom-pom running fourth fifth there. this is Doyle horse it's had so it's had 2000 meter trials getting ready for the 1200 first up really low draw adaptable horse that can sort of lead sit behind him just it, it'll be tempo related where it settles, but move really nicely. They already won a trial before that where it uh, looked really good. The favourite in this race, that commemorative, that big, big sprooky uh, Godolphin filly. I think she's 600 and something plus kilos. Had 200, two hundred to 800 meter trials. Uh, obviously gets in this race with 52 and very dangerous. If it was Rose Hill, my the play I'm sort of suggesting would be much more exciting. But still, I think she comes out of a you know a six horse field at Canterbury where she sat third, the fence pushed a couple of average horses out of the way and ran away. The time was nothing, you know, spectacular. I'm not saying she's a, a poor horse by any stretch, but I think this is the time to take her on if you're ever going to. Wide draw, uh, Junior Berger aboard, and um, yeah, this is going to be in the first four in the run with the blinkers, I said, really hard-fit horse, and overriding's just a horse that's just still way on the up from a stable that's, that's on the up, and he's sort of getting around the $10 mark for both of them. I just thought they were better options than than and taking on the filly here, who, you know, if she comes down the middle and rounds them up uh, – you know, too good, but uh, yeah, even money about a horse that's had one start. You know, nothing behind, it's done anything, no time. A couple of short trials, eighteen, eight, eight uh, what is it, 1,200 first up from a, a wide draw. She only won over eleven hundred on debut. Obviously, had some sort of setback to be debuting at this time of the the season rather than going through the Princess Series like was planned. So, um, yeah, I just yeah, it's all about taking on favourites uh, in my head, and, and this one looks a, a decent one to take on just because of the price. Gosh,
1: after her debut performance, I thought Nico might have a new horse on the bedspread. He probably does. He probably
2: does. He probably oh, yeah. she,
4: she looks smart, but I agree with Walt. Like she's, she, like the time wasn't terrific. Like wasn't like she's uh, off her times. It's not like she's putting her hand up as a group horse already. She's kind of a bit more visual, isn't she? So, yeah, I can see some angles why you want to take her on. And again, why wasn't she in the Princess series? Maybe they've held her back for the Thousand Guineas. Um, which is sort of later next month, so may- maybe they sort of looked at that. But yeah, there's there's definitely some queries there, and probably enough to not take a dollar ninety five.
2: And it's not a benchmark 64 one, one back midrakes where where she could probably do things wrong and and be half fit and round them up. These are pretty hard nuts that it, <coughs> that she's got to crack. So yeah, I'd be happy to to do this, you know, week in week out. So you, you're going to be wrong sometimes, and she's she's one of the scarier horses I've probably wanted to take on in a while, but. Uh yeah, there's a few factors why.
1: Yeah, I reckon it's great. It's a real balls of steel play. I uh, I love where your head's at. And this horse is going to stay pretty rock solid hard in the market, so you're going to get a decent price and you get plenty of time to back uh, or dutch up rain, and overriding. But uh, that's what we do here. We don't uh, always tip the obvious. We like to... Uh have A bit of a crack, so yeah, I love what you've done there, Walty. All right, Randwick. Uh, race number eight is the next one, it's the five diamonds
2: prelude. Which is, and how do you know, like, a prelude to five diamonds? And you got to there's five pillars, five diamonds, six diamonds, eight diamonds, uh, 33 clubs. You, you what? I are- like <laughs> you go, Well, we're gonna do the five diamonds. Prelude. What the hell is that?
1: Well, this is it's crazy. This is a me mi- a million dollar prelude race, prelude which is race.
2: <laughs> absolute <laughs> blow your head off material,
1: and you sort of. You, You know it's ridiculous now, all the prize money, when the trainers, even Joe Pride after that was on that Everest recap show, the little dance, big dance, barn dance, Mm -hmm. and in the Walla videos, in all the little press conferences that these trainers do, oh, yeah, we're in this um, barn dance, little dance, mini dance, they don't even know they anymore. Have a clue. It's such a mess that they've got no idea. So, heaven forbid, if you've got a horse that's anywhere between sort of 1400 to 1600, you get about 20 chances in spring Wait, now a to win a Benchmark
2: 64. I was
1: talking to a Ugh. trainer during the week. He's <sighs> like, I've been
2: set my horse for this, well, you know, the pie dance or something. I don't know what the race is called. A half a million dollar benchmark 64 race. I think it's next Saturday or so. It's like,
1: what? What? <laughs> God. It is crazy. The market here for the five diamonds million dollar prelude is five dollars democracy manifest. Cathel six dollars. Waterford, my old sparring partner, seven fifty. Converge one of Waltie's uh, Duna covers eight fifty. Altivo another one of mine. She's uh, some horses with (laughs) convictions here eight fifty. Detonator Jack ten. St. Lawrence eleven. Zoom on thirteen. Palmetto fourteen. Faulkner Park fourteen. Water goes a horse of Waltz, seventeen dollars. Super helpful. This is the seventy dollar chance that. Waltmark, $14, and Lost 5 Subscribers, $34. Yeah. And then uh, Mississippi Prince and New Republic. So I think we're going to have a look at uh, two replays. First one is the Epsom. So you got Democracy Manifest, um, uh, Third Back to which, which yeah. was the place to
2: be at the time. Who else in this race? Converge. in the red. And He's actually... Timmy um, said he carved he it here, so mm. he may be a, a bit of a forgive... Is there anything else in this race that comes out of this race? I think
1: they're the main ones in the market. So anyway. Democracy
2: Manifest definitely found the right spot here. I think this horse is – the way he won the Cameron was very similar, sort of up the fence, gave it the old Jay Cole Tyler Schiller, I bracket him the same human now, ride. And the difference with Saturday is he's got a 12-gate and a big weight. But um, uh, Cotilli's in the white cap here, about four back the fence coming around. Palmetto's in front of it Jack. in the blue. and the Palmetto's right in front of him, had a yep. perfect run. Uh, who's Detna Jack and the fluoro. Yeah, he's, I think he's scratched already. And, and then you water got Waterford right for down, the outside, down the outside of the other horse to highlight here. But Cotilli was very, very, very unlucky not to win this race. And this was off a break and just a really nice pipe opening run. Hasn't done a lot of work in the run. think would absolutely bring the horse on. Uh, the key to this race, I think, is, is the weight scale as much as anything. And, again, I'm not a big ratings and weights person, but when you've got them in your favour, and especially when they're so heavily in your favour here, it's sort of the first five or six in this race are... Are really well placed weight wise and then the rest are you know as, as you go down progressively worse like super helpful should be getting something like i think like 12 kilos or something off the toppy. and he's only getting three and a half so if Converge was in prime form i'd be interested but you know why draw a bit against him Democracy manifest on taking on just because he's got that draw he's going to have to circle him mm. this time and i think that's not ideal probably 1500 meters ramwick does help him but he's going to need a, a a very good ride and you just keep coming back to Kutilly or whatever his name is. He's uh Sherry's not one of mine, but just perfect draw. He's a horse that can take up a spot. I don't think there's like super strong speed and it's sort of drawn wide, so they should cross over. He should be left fifth, sixth, something like that. And just ideally set up. I'm I'm gonna make Palmetto a winner again just because he went back in distance there the other day and I don't know, he just wasn't himself. I just can't believe he didn't finish off better. It's just not him and you're gonna get twenty to one here with as you said, he's well weighted. Look, there are dangerous horses down in the weights. Forked to park off a off a break, and and water goes is absolutely airborne. Super helpful. There was no knock. There was no fluke in that run, and it draws ideally again too. I wouldn't be surprised if these horses run races. Altivo, but I think katili starts probably shorter than what it is. Just it's just so obvious from anybody that you know ratings, weight, people, the run it's going to get in the map set up. It's just everyone's going to find it.
1: Mm. I think it's nearly—it's so obvious. It's nearly my moral, mm. moral on the card. Mm. And if you—you you didn't see on the replay because they only showed the last four hundred, but um, he missed the start, Tom Sherry, which this horse has only ever done, I think, once in his life. And he then cops a bit of a check. So he actually got shuffled back and he was in a position that he really shouldn't have been in the, in the first place. So if this horse jumps he and he shows that Palmetto same spot. acceleration, yeah, yeah. it could be just like all over. And I I thought the danger, Walt, was what it goes. Like, what it goes, yeah. is, it's unbelievable that uh, Bjorn's kept this horse just up to the mark. He's absolutely flying. And obviously and he's was, big dance
2: qualified and that's his go. But, um yeah, I just... Last start, he worry. just needed
1: that. Uh, he must have just needed like a bit did of a, a bridging 14? run. I nearly shat my pants when he uh, was in that 1,200 metres last yeah. time. I
2: didn't expect and him to be there. I'm like, go? how
1: good are you going? You're yeah. still
2: just running through brick walls. It's a great sign. And and I'm probably silly to say they might jag him from 14 to to worry about having a hard run because there isn't a like, ridiculous amount of speed in this race. So he probably cruises across from 14 anyway, and it's a million-dollar race, and Bjorn, likes million dollar races so this horse will not be having a barrier trial that was one of the stupidest things that ever st- uh, stepped through my brain uh, it'll roll forward and run well but this is like if you i don't don't have the benchmarks in front of me it's terribly terribly weighted but when a horse is going as well as he is and you're probably going to get 20 to 1. Mm. you'd be foolish to totally dismiss him
1: definitely yeah uh, definitely keep that a winner bjorn's absolutely flying um Mm. Kelly Schweider's just running through brick walls up in Brisbane. There's some camps that are just absolutely airborne at the moment. Gay's obviously flying as well.
2: Yeah. Gay uh, just continues to just build, doesn't she? She's incredible.
1: mm. It's um, good stuff here.
2: What about the hippo jumping off the gay horse for the Tom Kitten in the, uh, the Spring Champion? That was one of the biggest. I don't get shocked very, very many times in racing, but. The hippo brassing brassing mum for the for the blue jackets. I think Nico must have been the one that he rang and asked for the uh suggestion. Of Got the blessing, on it. yeah. Get the blessing.
4: No, no. <laughs> 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 Would have. Oh, is Nash out for the spring championship? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: they yeah. I think Zach's away. Mac J Max away. Uh, oh, they to all be in Cox Melbourne. Bite. And hmm. uh, yeah, it was like back and forth. I think he and Collett probably were the last two men standing. And I think he's riding like five or six for him on the day hippo. So. Yeah, hopefully gets the job. Yeah, hopefully can get him to settle a a length or two closer. That's probably the key to Tom Kitten being extremely dangerous. Yeah.
1: All right, there you go. So uh, Cathel's the uh, the way we want to go in the five diamonds, million dollar, whatever it is, race. So uh, Tom Sherry, just get it out of the gates, keep it out of trouble, and push the button and. Get the job done for us punners. If uh, you like what you hear with uh, racingwatch.com.io, more of Johnny's stuff, uh, you can uh, jump in his Telegram or his Discord chat and hang out with the other ferals or you can uh, just get the Telegram service where you just get the tips only. So two formats and it's uh, very, very simple. He tells you what price he's marked at and what to bet and you just have to pull the trigger and bet. And uh, if he's got something $14 and it's 70s, that means that you should have something on and uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised every <laughs> now and then when he finds a roughy.
2: Good.
1: Donny is not here. I think he's uh, just taken a week off after he killed Mission of Love, and I think that horse just. Uh, oh, I just, I actually don't know if that that stable's feeding him with that horse. They're just playing games. They've got nice just-
2: choice or order or whatever is in Sydney, and the same thing. They've gone. Uh, what did they go like twelve hundred to it's a mile. It's a strange stable, isn't it? It's tough to to get a handle on them. Disgusting.
1: I just, yeah, I said to Donnie after it lost, I said, mate, do you reckon that they're having a go? Are they even trying to win a race? Not sure. Probably gets uh, nearly a life sentence or maybe the camp does anyway. I'm unloading on next start now. Don's best this week is Eagle Farm race 10 number four and it's lost in transit and this one went off. That's
2: named after him. He's gone. Where yeah, is he?
1: gone. Gonski. I think he's having some. Mate, his
2: previous go for 14 seconds. How can he possibly not? Where, where is he? Down a mine shaft.
1: Not sure. He's he could probably be in the Israeli army. Surfing. Uh, he's doing something, but uh, it's has got a bad run of it at the moment, Donnie. He's just having no luck at all. We're going to uh, go to – we're just going to try and get one of these top two promos over the line before spring finishes. we have gone
2: close, haven't we? Last week – and I did, my mate did one as well. It was whatever it was. we was from 10. I okay? was the second one, so he got jammed. Oh, it's tough.
1: All right, so we're going to go top two promo race eight Cathell. I just guess that Walt would like this horse as well, so that's the first leg, and then we're going to go into Donnie's, uh model, which is Lost in Transit Eagle Farm race ten. So, I'm op- uh, If last I had to race know, of the you day, guys basically
2: gonna- that is would it What's be? It'd be very close to the last race of the day. So if we just cast through everything, it could be the last white hope for everyone.
1: Little fifty dollar saver at uh, six dollars fifty. So good price from uh, Tristan there. So Cathell into Lost in Transit at Eagle Farm. That's the uh, the top two. Kiss of Death. We'll start calling that one top sport steamers rough attack if you followed it last week dad did uh, 11 dollar winner so that was a uh, good watch for those backers interesting one here this horse has been um pretty disappointing i would have thought race one number six kadinsky abstract it's had big high paws and it's just never really lived up to it has it
2: no, i know there's two people that won't be cheering for it and um, that'd be nico and myself i yeah it's just what's oh, 13 bucks like it's coming back from that straight race where it sort of got lost and beaten a long way and I don't know what to do with it in a race like this. I don't know if uh, Nico's probably better. Um, probably
4: probably looking well, for that distance, but it's uh absolute D-Day. Mm. Last chance. Race five number seven, Azula, two hundred and fifty at fifteen dollars. Yeah, I half found this horse. I thought the, the thousand in his prelude, the old, you know, most of the main form comes through that Mooney Valley race, which is Cool Vallant one, and then she draws a white gate and then uh, the SA filly's gone up very short, so I thought a bit of fresh blood settles on top of the speed. TC on could definitely find it at
2: 15s. Uh, no, he's got plenty of bills to pay at the moment too, so he's hungry, the big fella. Always oh, a good mood to have him in.
1: Race line number one is Gold Trip 10,000 at six dollars. This could be the uh, the cricket trader. It's about to get married to a Mexican.
2: 10,000 at six dollars. Praying that they water the bejesus out of the track within one second of this horse ever crossing the line for a win. Lucky it's only ever been twice. I just ding ding. There he, he is, he? Matt the Trader. Yeah, the tra- oh, no, no feet, no horse. Oh, he's spastic. Yeah, it could be. I wasn't going to mention it this week. It probably, it probably would be his money because he's such a soft, you know, target that, that he'd be one of the few people someone would take ten thousand six dollars off because he's so limited in ability. Christ, the person, not the horse.
1: Race nine, number nine, Duke Decessa, thousand at twenty six dollars. Nico, this is the horse that I've asked you a couple of times about. There's something there, but whether
4: he's ready or not, not sure. Seems an odd platform. Like huh? They went 14 to 2,000 from a Memsie into a Turnbull, then a Caulfield Cup. He's um, got the ability. He's definitely got the ability. It's just whether he's fully there on Saturday. Yeah, I, I'm not sure.
1: That'd be a good Bob horse. If you like it, back at Bob because I think you're going to get a little bit of a drift there and a big price and tote pop.
2: It's good to see. It. Like 10, 10 at six thousand at 25. Well, at the least he looks like back. he's building a book, the big fella. It's
1: great. It's great. Great betting, like race. It. All right, DK, Militarise was uh, your best last week, so thanks for killing that on us. But um, where was it? Manangatang, you got one home. Uh, Nico, Jake Duffy.
4: Fox Appeal. Fox Appeal. Fox Appeal. Yeah, that, was,
1: that was a beauty for the syndicate. And what are you doing this
3: weekend, uh, DK? Uh, packing them Friday. I am all over a bloke called A. Ray. Yes. Oh. Huh? Good trainer, huh? can Alex. train. Oh, yeah, good. Alex Ray. So uh, this is a place multi scoot This is. I don't know if they can win. But <laughs> oh, I'll Jesus tell you what. They both cross. can run well. Well, the first one's up against Ethel Maud and that Double Glaze. So they're both down in grade from the group from the, from the group races. And the you know, Dark Glaze gets the nose roll off and the blinkers on. Like anyway, this uh, so tolerance one five tolerance into four yep. four. And the second one's up against three first starters. Two of them are troll Grouse. So but. Gee, she was a terrific run on debut, Kate's Tiara. So, um, four four, is it? What they say? One f- one five into one four, five four. four four. Alex Ray, the Alex Ray plays multi. They're both about six or seven bucks. Um, if they, if they, I'll tell you what, they'll both be fine in the line because that's what they did. Both did last start. Just um, yeah, one, yeah, just a couple of queries where you can't tip them for the win. There's three first starters up against Kate's Tiara. Um, but uh, and she's drawn ten. But I tell but you she what, she was just bloody good late at Geelong, wasn't no, she? Four wide the, four wide, another one, four wide the trip, and then the temerity to find the line. Yeah. You know, so I wish it was thirteen or fourteen hundred. Probably make the first starters a bit more vulnerable. Twelve hundred, but Packenham, there's no hiding in that straight. She'll she that big straight there. She'll find the line. So, um, yeah, there we go. Hey, Alex Ray, gun trainer, gun. Big fan. He's yeah.
4: very good trainer.
3: Let's let's buy a horse
1: off Trent and send it to Alex Ray. And you know, oh, you got me in, DK. Yeah. Find us one. All right.
3: That's your homework. A Ray.
1: You you, you've got a deadline on that one. You can just take as long as you want, but just find one.
2: Body Bob. What's that? Ex-Trent, wasn't it? Yeah, Body, body Bob. Bob. Yeah. Body Bob. It's
3: a different horse.
2: Yeah. Pat, yeah. Paddy Murphy got it airborne.
3: It was good to see Master win for Trent. Good ride. That was Buckets got it home. Huh? Bucket's, yeah. what a ride, <laughs> Barrier 8.
4: <clears throat> that was yeah. in the cupboard. <laughs> Die Mill, $10. Oh, there we, we were, were, weren't we, Nick? It was never going to win, but it was just always, I knew something was going to get us. Like, he just didn't have the zip with the big weight, but. Um... Of
3: course, it's Trent. Yeah.
4: He, he could find—he could have found the horse too if it wasn't trained by Trent.
3: Yeah. yeah, I've got a new bunny now, P. Moody. <laughs> I'm with you a bit there. He's—he's yeah, yeah, not showing his it's normal. Now, now he also said, oh, I wish I went to the paddock. So said two runs, two runs. I Let's go, go to the paddock. Didn't Carlene sure.
1: like, slaughtered yeah. one, didn't he, uh, of, of Pete Moody's yesterday? She gave one an absolute sore back
3: yesterday. oh well, it, yeah. it drew out and was always going to be back there. But then top of the pattern probably is what got it beat, but still got beat at odds on. Funny one, isn't it? That's you the know,
2: beauty of taking Pete Moody on, though. They're always very tight in the market usually. Got, got Carlene on buddy. some of them.
1: Yeah. Mm. Got mm. Carleen on some of them. She's hot She's so
2: bad. She's so bad. Yeah. <sighs> She'd be so bad that you'd love her. That's why. That's when you know they're bad. I'm a Carleen <laughs> fan.
4: I'll stick up for her. Yeah, I, I find her. i go looking for her.
2: What, she wrote? She wrote something. I was this Mark Hunter's the Ruffy of the day or something. So I just watched it because it happened would be, oh, my God. It should have just pissed in at 20s and it, it ran a nice sixth. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: All right, that's about a wrap for us. It's Caulfield Cup this week. Mouthguard, back in. Get your head right and uh, keep cracking away because uh, it's just starting to get to the, uh, the pointy end of the spring and it's going to be an absolute beauty. How good that bloke, he won $10 million of the Everest, picked them all in order. It wasn't that hard. Well, it wasn't it that was, well, hard. Yeah, I, I got in trouble for
2: saying it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard because <laughs> they basically it's ran it's in market not order. Not that's why wrong. it wasn't that hard. But, yeah, like a set weights race, 12-horse field with uh, you know all exposed – Form it was, you know, on paper, it wasn't that hard compared to a Caulfield Cup or something like that. Was the the point? The point. But But um, you know how good ten million jumps in. I just hope he gets paid, but uh, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. But someone's someone's going to be having a sore head Monday morning, or would
1: insurance have. companies they mm-hmm. just cop it fair up the clacker.
2: Yeah, so a beautiful three hundred spent by the tab. I hope they promote the crap mm-hmm. out of it, and, and Old Man has a has a great time spending the ten mil.
1: Outstanding. DK, all right, enjoy the Melbourne weather. Enjoy. Uh, I'm going to come see you down there for the Call of the Card in a couple of weeks. We've got our Melbourne Cup show on the, the Sunday, so that should be good fun. What's that? Sunday? Yeah. Sunday's family day. No, you're going to have to the okay. Melbourne Cup no show. No worries. No worries. Uh, everyone's got an opinion in the Melbourne Cup. Nico, absolutely on fire. you got to uh, steal yourself. You get into the uh, celery tablets, the green juice, get through the next couple of weeks. It's going to be uh, big, lots of uh, betting. So uh, hopefully we found everyone a couple of winners and hopefully we can uh, jag the Caulfield Cup winner at a price. You're getting a good price to back the winner. So we'll see you next week and big thanks to all our sponsors.